hello there. Welcome to your Pot Taste Buds. We are your buds, Melissa. And Emily. Hey yo. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> I was worried for a second there. Made it through another Leave week. Hanging. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <Oof>. <laughs> and today we are talking about dirt. Just kidding. We're talking about composting. <laughs> Black gold, baby. Black gold. <laughs> So if we have any newbies out there, Meter Pod Taste Buds is a podcast about food, our daily lives, and how they intersect. Tonight, we are drinking a delightful concoction by the one and only Emily. <laughs> Would you like to tell us more, Emily? Today, we did not have enough tequila. <laughs> so we mixed tequila and vodka because it's Wednesday and who gives a fuck? Go big or go home. <laughs> You know, what did you say? You're not living if you're not experimenting. That is what I did say. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, friends. <laughs> <laughs> On the coattails of Mental Health Awareness Month, where you're slipping into a more celebratory mood. Yes. Um, yes. This drink, honestly, is, is something that is such a good summer one because mm. it has hibiscus tea in it, which is like something we love. It's like super refreshing. And it has some homemade lemon simple syrup in there as well. So... Shook that up with some mint, fresh mint from our garden, our rooftop garden. So, yeah, threw it together. Bingo, bango, cocktail. Hell yes. Category is summer vibrations, baby. <laughs> yes, Loving <living>. it. <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, let's get cooking. Mm-hmm. Let's. So composting is super important in the life cycle of food. Um, I think right now most Americans kind of think of that in more of like a linear system where we get something from the store and it goes in the trash and it goes to a landfill. But it really should be something that's more... Circular. Yeah, more circular. <laughs> Comes back to you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hence the cycle. <laughs> the cycle of life. Yes, you've heard of it. Perhaps you recall. Um, personally... I'm super committed to it just because I can't go back to not caring about it. Yeah. You've been um, forced to care and you saw the brighter side. Yeah. And now it's really no hard to back. ignore it after you start paying attention to it <laughs> just because there's so much waste that could literally be diverted. So for me, there's so many benefits, uh, mostly environmental, but they go on from lo- from improving soil health to reducing greenhouse Wow, I cannot talk today. I'm gonna slow down. A yeah, tick. just breathe. breathe. <laughs> I'm gonna have a sip of this cocktail. Just real quick. breathe. <laughs> I'm just so passionate about composting. You don't understand. Yeah, she gets real hyped up and talks all fast. I do, I do. So, I mean, it improves soil health. Literally, the soil can hold more moisture. Um, the nutrients are so much richer. It's something you can do at home, or if you don't want to do it yourself, you can outsource it. So, don't feel like it's something you can't achieve it's mm-hmm. very simple and it's just recycling those nutrients also reducing greenhouse gas emissions there's just a million good things i can't stop yeah the actual definition of composting for those that don't know because i i feel like this was a relatively newer concept for me in the last maybe five or so years i would say Meh, mm-hmm. give it 10 maybe but uh, <laughs> composting is the natural process of recycling organic matter such as leaves or food scraps um and they turn that into valuable fertilizer that can enrich soil and plants mm-hmm. anything that grows decomposes eventually uh and composting simply speeds up that process by providing the ideal environment for decomposing organisms like bacteria, fungi, or other things like worms, sow bugs, sow bugs, unsure on the pronunciation on that one. Yeah, I don't know about those. And nematodes. <laughs> also, I'm not really sure what a nematode is still. I only have my reference from SpongeBob. I and... thought I was thinking of Doug. Doug? What? Yeah, the nematode. Is it in that? I think it's in that. Okay, I'll take your word for it. There's an episode. We're going to find it. <laughs> So if anyone knows what a nematode looks like, we're highly interested. Yeah, DM us with those nematodes. (laughs) The resulting decomposing matter often ends up looking like really fertile garden soil, and that's what is referred to as compost, also very fondly referred to by farmers as black gold. 
Compost is rich in nutrients and can be used for gardening, horticulture, or agriculture. So as we said, there's like so many different benefits, um, but one of them is obviously reducing the waste stream. So it's a great way to recycle any organic waste that we generate in our homes, which is a ton. If we just had a Memorial Day barbecue and most of that was compostable. It was wild. So when we were throwing away things at the end of the day, like the rib bones and things like that, and just like this, the corn cobs that we hadn't eaten and things like that, that all can go in the compost. What we ended up throwing away that day was very minimal. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty much like recycling the the alcohol bottles that we had and the cans, you know? So it, literally the trash was still not full, but I needed to take the recycling and the compost. Thank God they just picked it up today. <laughs> <laughs> But it's also an issue because those things are costly. Mm-hmm. So us sending them to a landfill is still costing us more money than it would be to be reusing this to make more fertile soil for us to grow things in. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense to me why we would be not pr- producing more compost and trying to shy away from sending everything to a freaking dump. Legit. <laughs> But food scraps and garden waste combined make up more than 28% of what we throw away. So 30% essentially of what is ending up in your trash and just rotting and making it stink Mm. could just be going to a compost bin and pile somewhere else that could be used later. So yeah, in between that and recycling, it's like literally most of the stuff you would throw away is not (laughs) even in your trash bin. I mean, it's apparently it's like $55 per ton of like waste is what you kind of can think about is what it was in 2019. And the United States generated more than 267 million tons of municipal waste in 2017. And we sent two thirds of that to landfills and incinerators, incinerators, which we spent billions of dollars on doing that, which is just sort of insane when you think about it. Astronomical amounts of money that just (laughs) don't have to go to the trash. Yeah. We're literally, yeah. Just creating, burning money. We're burning money. (laughs) That's what we like to do. Isn't that Uh what you do with money? (laughs) Another huge benefit of composting is that it cuts down on methane emissions from landfills. So typically when organic matter decomposes, it undergoes what's called aerobic decomposition, which means that it's broken down by microorganisms that require oxygen. When compostable waste goes into a landfill, it gets buried under massive amounts of trash and therefore cuts off a regular supply of oxygen to those decomposing organisms. Um, the waste then ends up undergoing organic uh, anaerobic. Oh my god, what are these words? Anaerobic yeah. decomposition, <laughs> being broken down by those organisms um, that can live without flea throwing oxygen. So. Anaerobic decomposition also creates a lot of different biogases as byproducts. Biogases um, that are produced from this are roughly 50% methane and 50% carbon dioxide, no bueno. which are both really potent greenhouse gases. And if we know anything about those, they're killing the environment. <laughs> yeah, our planet is dying. What yes. don't you understand? <laughs> so methane is... Um, rising and and so is the co2 and it's trapping the heat in the atmosphere and just becoming exponentially worse over the last you know i would say a couple decades here and most modern landfills have methane capture systems um, but these don't actually capture all of the gas and so landfills are the third largest source of human generated methane emissions in the united states that's crazy which is, yeah, it's massive. I mean, the other two are like agriculture and just like sheer energy production that we're using. <laughs> cow farts. Yeah, cow, cow farts. farts always does it, you know. Yeah. I don't you lay off those that. baby cows, all right? It's not their fault. <laughs> I know you're a cow lover. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most like alarming part about this is that our solid waste infrastructure was designed around landfills. So only 6% of food waste right now is getting composted because we were just built in this way and we've stayed that way. And it's just one of it's those things. It's crazy to never 
evolve. Think of another way around a yes. problem. And yeah. to, it's kind of like gasoline with cars. Though, yeah. Too, and like, yeah, but it's like, why are we never readdressing the situation? You know, like everything else has evolved and changed that's so much. That's because we spend too much money on wars and guns and weapons. And that's a hundred percent correct. The world is, the planet is literally falling apart and we yeah. still can't drop everything and join together to try and save this thing. Like yeah. we're all still just like, and big ag war. is just way too, yeah. you know, much of a buying it's cheaper. force. Yeah. Cause it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Monsanto. Yes. So, <laughs> sincerely. <laughs> Y'all we're coming for you. <laughs> However, we do have some power. I mean, I hate this. It always comes back on consumers to make a difference, but it does like simple and plain in either way you, you swing it. It's individual businesses or vendors that have to spearhead these changes because our government isn't going to do anything about it until enough people make us think about, about, about it. it. Yeah, that's so true. It's unfortunate because you need that that government buy-in in order to sustain change, yeah. I think, and to have like real lasting change. But all of these amazing, you know, grassroots kind of organizations mm-hmm. and regular everyday people are the movers and shakers that are going to FBA. shape that future. You know, so real. Um, there are a lot of success stories in cities that have started to adopt programs like this. Uh, I know San Francisco is a big one that kind of gets celebrated and touted because they started doing this back in like 96. They started a large scale composting program. And by 2000, it was already able to divert 50% of its waste from landfills by increasing its goals over the years. They've already been able to divert like 80% of waste from landfills since like 2012. So they're already saving like tons and tons of carbon emissions and and greenhouse gas emissions that it literally would equate to like 20,000 cars. You know, it's like, it's crazy how much you can do by just making like simple kind of changes. Yeah. Just where you throw away your trash. Oh my God. It's huge. It's astronomical. I mean, we saw how much the environment and the planet changed, even just in the pandemic alone. Yeah. When all of a sudden all these animals are coming back to different areas and all these plants are starting to grow again. It's like the water's so clear. You can see the dolphins. (laughs) Exactly. Like the, the way that nature bounces back Mm -hmm. when mankind gives it a break, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty incredible to see. And I think, you know, the that same thing goes for, you know, composting and all these kind of things is the, the lasting effects that can happen in a short amount of time from the actions of, you know, just regular a people. A small few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was first exposed to composting in Seattle. When I moved there, I didn't really know much about it. And it was mandatory. I guess it had been recently adopted there as well. I think in like the in like 2012 they'd started kind of requiring households to do it, and in 2015 it had been that hardly instilled. Um, I think in people that like this was the way, and um, they would basically fine you if you didn't sort your trash properly. Yeah. Which I was like, oh my god, I don't want to be charged. I was like, oh god, I have to learn. Um, so <laughs> it was definitely a huge learning curve, but it was just they made it really simple. It's not that hard you know like they provide a bin you put your put it out there with the trash on trash day you know it's mm-hmm. you have to it's kind free of free as long as you don't fuck it up exactly <laughs> as long as you don't fuck it up and like a lot of the like all the businesses there do it so like when you're out at a restaurant and you're throwing away something like you have to pay attention to what bin you're putting it in so it just became like a way of life like consciously I'm just like, minded oh, individuals I, yeah now i compost this yeah. is something i do mm-hmm. um which I just can't go back. Yeah. And I think that one, that's such a great example because a it's promoting, first of all, education Mm -hmm. and telling you what's compostable, what's recyclable, where you can find those, you know, those assets and things for you. Mm -hmm. And B it's incentivizing something, you know, um, and making it, you're, you're penalizing someone for doing something that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. And, it's bad. And it's I bad think for the environment. That's it's bad a good for you. thing to kind of teach the, the morality of it mm-hmm. um, to make you really weigh your choices and, and have to be consciously consuming. You know, I think yeah. so much of American culture is consume, consume, consume. Yeah. But it's never it also a conscious made me action. wonder and realize, like, what is this made out of? Mm-hmm. Which was yeah, also, that I can't put this in Yeah, here. like, why can't I? <laughs> and, like, well, how is this compostable? Because it feels like plastic. It's yeah. like, well, how'd they make this that this isn't yeah. something that's meant for a landfill? Um, I think that was also something that's, like, really shocking because you just see so much disposable 
plastics and, and nonsense all the time in our daily that lives. That takes nothing to make. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, they could have made this out of vegetable cellulose and now it's compostable and it breaks down. And, and it like has a, a purpose. It has yeah. a new life. It has a life cycle, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Yeah. So it's or it's crazy. like made out of fibers that are recycled and that can break down. So it's And those yeah, are so much more impressive to me, you know? Like those are... Your food looks modern, better. <laughs> yeah, modern in, inventions that yeah. are worth celebrating, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. And... Um, it's just interesting. I was even reading about like other countries and what they're kind of doing to combat food waste and stuff like that. And it's it's like France where they are literally penalizing grocery stores for, mm-hmm. um, you know, wasting food. So they'll get fined if they waste food yeah, and don't donate things that aren't, you know, yeah. expo- like totally inedible. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, or there's other countries where they penalize the actual residents like in Seattle, like you were mm-hmm. saying. So I think it's it's interesting at what point um you know businesses and and countries decide to impose those kind of laws yeah and step um and step in but it's great to see that there's there's so many ways that we could be tackling the issue i think and the money that you could be generating for your city or your your state or ticketing cars (laughs) yeah like sure you know tax me for not recycling something that's fine with me (laughs) i would love to see more businesses here adopting like composting things programs like restaurants and things like that yeah when we get takeout i'm always looking at like what we're receiving our food in like is this styrofoam because i know this city doesn't recycle styrofoam like yeah great. we judge you hard FYI. awesome <laughs> also this probably gives me cancer too so like if you could not use that that'd be that'd tight, be tight. <laughs> <laughs> really interested in that packaging yeah very interested in it. like they can make straws out of like avocados and things now too like there's like crazy yeah. weird things that they could they've figured out they're coming up with so many different ways and that's the exciting part to this and i think that there is hope to it all you know i think in the last couple years (laughs) parts of the of uh, legislation and um organizations out there have given me a little more hope than i've had in the past but to be honest i would have hoped it would have been a big prong of what we're doing right now with this Sort of like Green New Deal or... Yeah, I feel like it was such a heavy part of Biden's platform and I haven't seen any <laughs> deliverables yeah, yet. Yeah, they focus but... on like solar or like wind energy and it's like yeah. that stuff is great too, but like legit, if we started composting as a nation, like that would be huge. Yeah. Huge. Or even just recycling programs that are yes. legitimate in yes. every fucking state. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, our other <laughs> <I'm> sister like... <laughs> highlighted a place in New Orleans that started a glass recycling program because nowhere in louisiana really recycles glass and so yeah, these college it was literally kids a college fraternity mm-hmm. that started an organization and just started collecting bottles and pounding in, it down into well, sand in one of the cities that drinks the most alcohol like that is hella concerning yeah but this is why we need places like companies to step up and you cannot create a product in a package that you know is not going to be able to be recycled and sold in a place where there are no facilities to recycle it you need to fund things to set up facilities to recycle those things so they can actually be reused (laughs) yeah i'm really tired of the days of corporations not being held accountable for whatever they're doing and i think you have plenty of money to put towards this yes those days are are dead and gone quite frankly yeah they're very limited they're numbered (laughs) they're They're numbered yeah okay well sure they're you know they're trying to squeak out with all their dollar bills running off to other countries (laughs) to have bank accounts and shit i see you i just had like a such a funny vision of a fat man with like dollars pulling out of his pants and (laughs) (laughs) he's like running away oh mr moneybags mr moneybags Mm. Case in point, we had almost no trash. Yeah. We do have almost no trash. Yeah, we continuously. usually are taking out the compost and the recycling consistently because they fill up, but there really is not that much. Yeah, that you see how garbage. little you really have at the end of the day. And we would have less if the city recycled more. Yeah. So... Our building, we asked if we could put a compost bin in our garbage area, and they told us no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Well, when the city passes legislation, I'll come back to you. (laughs) (laughs) And by golly, I will. (laughs) Watch out, world. She's scary. (laughs) But there are many more benefits about composting. So back to it. Uh, Another thing that it's great for is that it improves soil health and lessens erosion. So compost is essential for improving large-scale agricultural systems. Because it contains three primary nutrients needed to uh, grow crops, which would be nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. 
It also includes traces of other essential elements like calcium, magnesium, iron, and even zinc. And instead of relying on like synthetic fertilizers that could have harmful chemicals, composting gives you an organic alternative, um, which really shows that it imp- increases soil's water retention and capacity and therefore makes it more productive and has better resiliency. Yeah, the conserving water thing is huge. I've been hearing more and more about how we're essentially running out of fresh water sources. And desertification is becoming more of an issue and more of a concern and pushing people off of land, which is a huge issue. So Mm. um, Thursday, June 17th, is actually the World Day to Combat Desertification and Drought. Oh, dang. Um, So, yeah, it's been on my mind. I read this article that was talking about how you should really, like, Shorten your showers and yeah. stop. That's the hardest one. Yeah, that was the hardest one. I was like, I'm not doing that. I love my showers. They are a blessed time. It's and so I don't take time. that long of a shower. Yeah. So don't come for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even like washing your dishes, like I don't love to like fill the sink up and do it that way because I find it really gross. I don't Same, love that. Yeah. So like I know. it's they're saying I'm like so running the dishwasher that. is better, like things like that. But basically by 2050, like we're going to be in a state of concern already with wow, where we are. Wow, that's soon. Yeah, like that's very soon. So I just, the fact that this is something else that also benefits that, I'm like, another reason why it's great. Yeah. Um, but it does. Agriculture consumes the majority of the water in the U.S. It's like 80% of the nation's water usage. Oh my so, God. Which is crazy. <laughs> we're just spraying the stuff and the, the ground's just like gone. Yeah. <laughs> Air it again. And the world is getting hotter and hotter. I so know. It's so it's just going to evaporate even faster. Out. Like it's not a good, like we need to find a new way. Scientists get on that for <laughs> us because we don't die. <laughs> but yeah, water is becoming increasingly more difficult to obtain across the country. You're seeing more wildfires, more things like that where things are just so dry. Yeah. Um, we're experiencing a drought right now in the Midwest, even. We haven't seen as much water as we normally see. So mm-hmm. the compost essentially helps with water retention. So the soil has more organic matter. And even increasing this by 1% in the soil helps the soil hold like 20,000 gallons more water per acre. So it's wow. like, if you can imagine just a, a little, just a little better, not even like a lot better, like just a <laughs> little bit better. <laughs> So by using compost, you're getting healthier soil. The farmers don't have to use as much water. And they also have higher yields compared to farming with degraded, shitty soil. Mm -hmm. Simple and plain. Wow. (laughs) Insane. Reducing personal food waste is obviously like one of the best ways to combat all the different climate change events that that are happening. Mm -hmm. And composting does help with that, too. Consumers are responsible for a ridiculous amount of wasted food, as I'm sure we can all imagine. (laughs) An average American family throws out, of four, throws out about $150 worth of food per month. Which is so much food to me. Like, good lord, that is straight money out of your pockets. Yeah, burning money. I told you, we're burning Uh, it. It's unfortunate. (laughs) Uh, and that's a 50% increase in, since the 1970s, which is a really quick rise, in my opinion. 50% is a lot, yeah. Yeah, like 50 is very steep. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, research also shows that in three U.S. cities, um, most of the edible food that was wasted by households was fruits and vegetables tragic and it makes sense because obviously like those are the most perishable things probably totally and i feel like you tend to overbuy sometimes yeah and it's like oh no like we have a cauliflower in there that like if we don't eat it tonight or tomorrow like oof. yeah totally we're gonna rice that don't worry oh god (laughs) (laughs) or do cauliflower steaks i got options i got options options. (laughs) but it just makes me you know grateful that now we do have this like community garden plot and we're trying to grow our own vegetables Mm -hmm. because i think it makes you more conscious of how much you're consuming yeah. and is obviously like a resource for you to utilize versus just like sure you're going to probably waste more when you're it's as easy to get it as it is at a grocery store you know what i mean yeah when you're just like oh it's it's two dollars whatever yeah like what's the really the big yeah. deal about it and it's like in the end of the day it's creating all this extra waste mm-hmm. and yeah when people are literally anywhere. going hungry too so it's just like if you could just think yeah for two seconds a little bit harder yeah I, I am grateful that our mother buy. always kind of taught us like waste not want not so yeah. like, if you're not gonna eat it don't put it on your plate you yeah. know and I think also like 
Learning. It's funny though because she was always notorious for like overstocking the fridge. Like you can't oh, totally. even see what's in there, you know. Totally, totally. <laughs> and I mean, I think that is also like an older generation mindset though, because totally. it's like that's never things that you had when you were growing up. It yeah. was much, you know, it was different. It was like wartime. I've never felt that. more rich than yeah. when our fridge is full. We just went to Costco and stocked up, and then I opened the fridge. I was like, we look rich. Truly. This is lush. Look at all of these great things. It was amazing. True. So I, I'm not knocking people that like to stock their fridge, but yeah, like being conscious of like what I can physically eat in the time frame is something that you do have to think about, especially at Costco. We're yeah. two people. Shopping at Costco is dangerous in general. Oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, we need to eat cucumbers every day for the next two <laughs> two weeks. Like straight up. Crunch time. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's no eating out when you buy like all that food. Yeah. Like I, we you can't. have to be strategic. Yeah. You have to be strategic. You know, you have to have a bit of a plan. Yeah. You got like, some recipes you're trying to make with this? What are you doing, lady? You know? <laughs> Honestly, with our garden plot, we plot, we planted way too much dill mm-hmm. and way too much cilantro. So we will be having chimichurri and, I don't even know, tzatziki until we die. Yeah. Ooh, tzatziki until we die. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, obviously, we're trying to reduce food waste in whatever ways and forms we can. We, um, you know, we personally... Definitely kind of like meal prep and, yeah. and try to plan ahead as much as possible what kind of things we want to be making, especially when we have big, grandiose recipes in mind. Um, yeah, full and, menus. <laughs> yeah, full <laughs> menus over here. But we also do occasionally use like services like HelloFresh and stuff like that because those are really great at giving you a portion control so you're not yeah. getting more food than you need. Um, and Big B, problem. it also just like gives you, <laughs> you know, what exactly what you need to make a meal. So you're not mm-hmm. getting all this extra food that you don't have any plans for. Yeah, it definitely cuts down on the waste a little bit, which is nice. Yeah. So I love things like that. And even if you're using, you know, other apps and stuff to kind of plan out your meals. I know our sister uses one called Meal Lime that kind of helps with creating your grocery lists and stuff like that. But I think anything you can do to plan ahead and be conscious of what you're yeah. going to take into your bodies is, is going to help. I mean, it's always just about being mindful at the end of the day. Oh my God. Totally. I mean, it's crazy though. Like literally U S retailers and consumers throw away about 60 million tons, which is about $160 billion worth of produce annually. That's disgusting. Which is just a grandiose, disgusting amount that... I thought you were going to say egregious. 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 That was the word. I was like, what's the word? Yes. (laughs) I felt it. Yes, it it is an egregious (laughs) amount of produce. Absolutely unheard Mm. of. So, yeah, I love any sort of organizations that that try to combat that and Mm. will, um, you know, give a lot of, like, you know, extra produce or things like that to local charities and shelters. Yeah. I think that's always a great way to kind of help combat those issues. Definitely. And like food deserts. I mean, that's a huge issue. Moving to St. Louis, I had no idea that we were going to be experiencing possible like food desert areas or like a lack of organic produce. Like that's not something I really thought would be an issue coming from the Midwest. I'm just so used to having like an ample bounty of of things to choose from. Mm -hmm. So we definitely are kind of like in a weird area where it's the, the grocery stores. Yeah, the grocery yeah. stores aren't great. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really find some items. Yeah, like, thank God we have our you, you try know, and find a garden leak. plot. You find a leak for me around here. You know, <laughs> like an eggplant. Like that's like not something I thought that was hard or like exotic. But like, yeah, in these it's funny what you find out is like exotic for an area. You know, yeah. like every area has different things that are obviously popular items and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the strangest things. I'm like, wait, what? I can't find this here? Yeah, you don't have <laughs> <Why>? that? <laughs> yeah. So it's a little frustrating. But composting is great because you can reduce food waste by throwing away or and putting in the compost those things that can't be really like edible and eaten. So things like banana peels and stuff yeah. like that. Like right. they're still getting that second life and I don't have to mm-hmm. feel bad about, you know, Throwing, throwing that, that away. somewhat, yeah, some yeah. of that away. So that's like the true bonus of composting to me. I'm like, oh, it's not, a, you know, I'm not wasting this. It's just going in the compost, you know, like yeah. strawberry tops. Oh, it's just in the compost. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on your system, some can handle like meat and fish and like poultry and bones and things like that, or even dairy products. But typically you do want to avoid those things in like a home composting situation. Usually you want like your vegetable and your fruit trimmings, eggshells, breads coffee grounds are really good 
Um, you can even compost like food soiled paper and cardboard, like pizza boxes or even like paper towels sometimes are. Usually you want ones that are like more natural paper towels. Yeah, but... <laughs> those are ones that I love too because obviously you can't like recycle the greasy pizza boxes no. and mm-hmm. use paper towels. So I'm always like, God, it's just going in a landfill somewhere. Yeah. And like this is so Clutter. dumb to be going there. Like it could be breaking down in yeah. a better way. It's so true. Yeah, there's. I mean, you can do like fireplace ashes, even or like grass clippings are another good one. Hair and fur, which I thought was kind of a weird one. But I mean, if you cut your hair at home, no, I mean, I'm or, gonna br- or I cat. brush Duke. Yeah, yeah, I have like a big clump right of cat hair. Blammo. <laughs> yeah, hay and straw. I mean, house plants, even when like you have a house plant that died, if it wasn't from some sort of like issue with bugs or like infection or disease, you can totally compost that. Mm-hmm. Um, leaves are another thing. Newspaper. Um, yeah, there's the list goes on and on. Um, tea bags is another one we love to compost. Oh it's, yeah, we go through nice. so much tea in this we household, do. so that's um, a huge one. Yeah, remove the staples if there's staples in there, but yeah, <laughs> otherwise she golden. Also, yeah. just buy the ones without the staples. Totally. Yard <laughs> trimmings is another good one. Um, usually, what you're not trying to put in your compost are things that could be like harmful or could have like weird pest rodent bug issues Mm -hmm. so like that's why like dairy products and eggs are usually like usually an odor problem attracts pests don't want to do it apparently like coal or charcoal ash obviously probably not because that can be harmful to plants later Mm. um but yeah anything that's like disease or insect ridden like if it's totally rotted through like they've asked us not to put that in our compost bin i'm like okay that makes sense um like fats grease lards oils it's mostly just again attracting pests and creating an issue with rodents and flies yeah so yeah meat or fish or bone scraps sometimes now and then like pet feces or litter there can be germs or bacteria or pathogens or viruses that could be harmful so avoid that um and anything that's been treated with like chemicals or pesticides because you don't want to put that on your organic air quotes there yeah. your organic plot or your like garden you don't want to throw things on there that could have those things in there that's why like with like paper towels when they're more natural if they're not unbleached or things like that obviously they're going to be more beneficial than something that's been treated and processed and might have chemicals that are in it right makes simple sense. yeah makes total sense there's a ton of different methods which i am still totally learning about we are complete novices i'm sure (laughs) in like the composting world i put it in a bin yeah (laughs) that's all i know i'm just an avid lover of the like the idea the concept the process i think it's ingenious and like why would you not turn trash into what people literally call black Black gold gold. yeah (laughs) and i mean it is like just the coolest kind of science like literally turning nothing into something that's pure Mm -hmm. magic you know yeah that's actually why that's that's art. Yeah, that's art. It's magic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's science and all of its greatness. Yeah. Uh, I'm attracted yeah. to that for sure for that reason as yeah. well, probably. <laughs> she's beauty and she's grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the, the backyard, there's typically like two different types where you're doing cold composting, which is kind of just like letting Mother Nature take her do course. Her yeah, thing. like you do it. You do it, girl. Here's this trash. You break it down. I'll come back for it in like a year or two because it is not a fast process. Yeah, that's um, a way too long of a process. Yeah, I this think. is like passive. It's super passive though. Like you are not doing much to it. Yeah, you, it's gonna be slow, low and slow, but it's the least amount of effort and maintenance. So yeah. it also doesn't reach high enough temperatures though, really, to like kill off certain pathogens. Correct. Um, so there may be some lingering harmful bacterias and things in there. So you got to be a little bit more careful, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. But it is still a solid method. If you if it, you have like a smaller little organic waste that you need to be composting and you have the time to do it, yeah. then it's still just as you know viable as anything else. Definitely. And then the other option is hot composting. So obviously it's faster. Um, you're obviously doing a little bit more in the process. So it requires a little bit more attention. You want to keep your carbon and your nitrogen in like an optimum ratio to decompose the organic waste as fast as possible. But... I mean, essentially, you could have viable compost that you could use in four weeks to 12 months. So Four weeks is so quick. That does seem so crazy to me. I mean, I was reading something about one of the other methods that it could be like literally under four weeks. And I was like, how could it be faster than that? Steamy hot pile of Yes, really steamy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess with the hot process, the size of your compost bin is also really important with like hot composting because if it's too small of a pile, it won't heat up sufficiently. So, like, they usually say, like, four feet high by, like, four feet wide, like, four by four. Mm-hmm. In general, is, like, a good size to work with. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, you want it to still be like manageable if you're trying to do this at home for like your home garden. So, but you want it to be in full sun because otherwise in shade, it'll obviously cool down a little bit too much and kind of slow the process down. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild that you could literally turn something from trash into something usable in yeah. that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Even that seems really fast to me. Yeah. I assumed it would have been longer for some reason. Agreed. <laughs> for sure. I don't know. It's decomposing. That yeah. seems like I should take definitely years. And like bones, <laughs> like they were talking about how bones will take obviously longer, but yeah. like, and like chicken, maybe like poultry. Might in the quicker, right circumstances. But... Yeah. Though, it's wild. <laughs> I was into forensic anthropology for a while there and you can decompose your body pretty quick. Yuck. <laughs> oh god the murderino in me is like tell me more yeah right <laughs> oh my god i love it <laughs> anybody else rewatching dexter <laughs> yes shout out to all the people that are because man stick me back <laughs> remember that ice truck killer come on okay <laughs> anyway i digress so there's definitely a lot more different methods to composting other than just hot and cold Um, There is like direct or trench composting, which is basically like in-ground composting. Um, I'm by no means experts on any of these, so bear with me. But there's also tumbler composting, which is a form of hot composting. Um, Worm farm, which is also known as vermicomposting, (laughs) which I like Mm. the name of that one. And then there's emo composting, which is using bacteria to do kind of the breakdown. And there's also combination composting, which is using multiple different methods, I presume. Like you said emo. I'm sure it's EMO. Uh, I was shortening. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is how my brain works. No, I like it. It's emo. (laughs) It's emo composting. (laughs) I mean, isn't that what bacteria is? They seem pretty emo to me. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have commercial composting and mechanical composting, which are on much larger scales. Mm -hmm. Mechanical composting has like legit machinery that, you know, rotates it and, yeah. and does all the essentially a and giant stuff. tumbler yeah yeah um, one of our friends just got a small scale tumbler i think at like aldi literally like that you can use in your backyard to to do this which i think is really cool that there's yeah. like an option like that like if <laughs> i had a yard i would totally get one <laughs> i hate that i come from the promotional products industry because every time i think of tumbler i just think of like a, a glass like a glass <laughs> <laughs> like that is not <laughs> what no. that means in that scenario I but it's really funny like, to imagine a little glass of compost a rock tumbler or like a jewelry tumbler where like yes. you're using it to polish or shine that's what i think of <laughs> <laughs> many words and uses for tumbler yeah many <laughs> just like there's many elements that are required in most systems when oh you're God. trying to produce compost so many <laughs> so obviously you need air aeration is extremely important for the aerobic environment helps to speed up the composting process and also reduce odors i think a lot of people shy away from it because they also think it's gonna be really smelly, smelly and really disgusting yeah I feel not. like that's always the number one thing I've heard about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not. It's no more than your trash bin would already be, in my opinion. I don't know. Sometimes she stank. Oh. But I mean, usually it's yeah. not. It, usually it's not that bad. You're right. It's like I've had trash that smelled worse. That smelled worse. For sure. And like, it's that's like you're taking your compost bin is closed. Usually like in our situation, we have a countertop one and then we have a larger bin that we empty it in. The larger bin tends to smell a little bit funky More, towards yeah, the end. Yeah, because it's like weeks yeah. old at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's like two know? weeks old, the process. It's already breaking down. We use Bokashi flakes in ours, so it's like kind of pickling it. So it's a little bit different. But yeah, it's it's definitely... If you're afraid of those things, though, you are literally shying away from what is natural. Yeah. And like there's just... I don't know. That's such a bogus argument. Like, I don't yeah. know. You can put it in it's an area where you don't have to It's a thing and you really it. don't smell it until you open it. So yeah. I, I don't know. It's never posed an issue for me. Me either. Um, and I, I don't think that should be a reason that shies people away from it. Yeah. It's like, wow, well, you really want to be disconnected from your food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can go live in a bubble. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be real, though. That probably is most Americans. Like, it is. You buy... Well, most people don't grow their own food or have yeah. no process or mindset of like actually picking it from the earth and like all of that process. Right. You get it from a grocery store in plastic and you right. take it home and you rinse it off and you put it in a freaking pot. I can't remember what show or movie it is, but I feel like it's in <laughs> several where it's literally like, where do you get, where do you think you get the chicken? And yeah. the lady's like, from the grocery store. Well, like when they ask kids like what this is, like yeah. they don't know what certain vegetables even are. It's like, wow. Exactly. People are very disconnected in that way. Yeah. It's, so. it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I definitely want to get closer to and like be 
be involved. I want to be self-sustaining. I don't want to have to even rely on anyone for anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I totally understand, food. like, you know, vegetarianism and veganism. And obviously with mm-hmm. you, I live, like, mostly pescatarian. Mm-hmm. But there are those days where I still eat meat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do wish that I was self-sustaining in that way where, like, if I was eating meat, I would at least have the knowledge to, like, kill, cook, you know, kill, yeah. clean, and cook that meat myself. Or at versus, least know what farm it came yeah, from. Yeah, or at least know the, the origins or, like, what went on with this animal. Because yeah. it is just a little disconcerting that it's literally just, like, anything could have happened. happened between yeah. now and the plate. You have you know? no idea where it came from. Mm-hmm. And no one really asks, like, oh, what, what state, what farm? Or, like, oh, you know, yeah. that's not really a thing usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the first thing you need, basically, is just air, which is simple. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. So simple. I got that. Exactly. Check. Number one. Exactly. So you do need to turn your pile or rotate your tumbler every once in a while. So, like, usually they say, like, around once a week during the summer and at least a minimum of once every three to four during the winter, supposedly. Supposedly, you can also put, like, piping or large sticks in there to help increase, like, the natural airflow, too, which I think I'm not really sure what, what that looks like, but I'm intrigued. Seems weird, but I'm into it. In yeah, there. just like jam her in. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Good solution though. <laughs> just imagine like pipe cleaners or something. <laughs> That's funny. Um, another key ingredient would be water. It's essential to keep your compost moist. Moisture is essential for composting because you should it should always feel like a wrung out sponge, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which all right. Too dry of a pile may cause the composting to slow down in the process, and too wet a pile may create an anaerobic environment, which can cause bad odors (laughs) and also slow down the decomposition again. So water your pile, but not too much. (laughs) Yeah, you can also just add more wet materials, too, if it becomes too dry, so you can do more carbon-heavy browns if it becomes too wet, too. So it's like always just finding the right balance, too, Mm -hmm. which is... What's a carbon-heavy brown? What's like an example of that? Oh, well, browns for carbon are another essential compound for all life forms is carbon higher portions of which can be found in brown plant material. So carbon acts as a food source for decomposers, helping to keep them alive while they break down the waste. Hmm. So think of like dead leaves, branches, twigs, Interesting. paper. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know Prairie's Edge uses a lot of leaves. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Collect big leaf piles in the fall. <clears throat> Need my leaves. All right, mm-hmm. add it to the list. I need got water, leaves. I got air. What else we need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you also need some vegetable matter. So you want to have uh, those organically rich composts. So you got to have those ingredients. So organisms that decompose organic waste usually need four key elements to thrive. So it's nitrogen, carbon, air, and water. And since all compostable materials contain carbon with varying amounts of nitrogen, Composting is usually successful with like a matter of the right combination of those materials, essentially. Hmm. <clears throat> you just got to add that air and water in there to get the best results. Cool. So typically, I guess there's like ideal ratios that people try to go for from like the carbon to nit- nitrogen for 25 to 30 parts carbon to every one part nitrogen. It's like, I have no idea how you would fig- figure like this kind of stuff out. <laughs> Good luck. I would just, That's the, just the science parts. Yeah, these, like, yeah, we're not actual scientists. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a lot yeah and i'm sure it's probably easier than you think but like you're, sure. already, you're already saying too too much but yeah. i guess when you're thinking about greens and browns for your pile the greens for nitrogen are often like your food scraps your gla- grass clippings i'm um, even like coffee grounds and things like that are rich in nitrogen so mm. a lot of the household things that are, are kind of typical are, are the greens that go in there cool you also need worms <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part <laughs> the worms decompose uh, the matter by digesting it, and then they release worm castings, which is poop. <laughs> worm poop. <laughs> and the poop provides the plants with the nutrients that they need to grow. So thank you, worms. Always yeah. coming through. There was a couple of Feel bad like, for dissecting you back in school now. Ew. Gross. It was gross. Can't believe we dissected worms. That's really weird. It was weird. Hmm. <laughs> it smelled gross. I remember it that. It smelled really gross. More than compost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did. Um, I think it's kind of weird too to like have like a worm farm or like a worm bin in your house because they're talking about how like you want to have it usually in your home because you don't want it to get too cold or too hot for the worms. And then there was like one that was like, 
don't forget if you leave to like sell, have someone check on your worms and feed your worms while you're gone. I was like, this seems is, like a lot. I got a whole a new pet. pet. Yeah, yeah that's a, a fucking pet. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. Um, what else they wriggle out of there too? Like, I don't know. You that are concerned seems, with them leaving. I'm a, they're yes, leaving. they're going to leave. No. I just know it. Like, no. I would want to search greener pastures. No, they're worms. <laughs> they're worms. That's not what they do. That's not a worm's objective. Uh, you're wrong. I, I don't, don't think so. If they're not being fed, they'll leave. <laughs> exactly you keep your worms fed they'll be happy <laughs> uh, man but yeah another thing is really going back to that carbon nitrogen mix with the brown and green waste you want it to be the right temperature to create the right balance it's all about this lovely balance that you have to do yeah but the right temperature will also help to kill seeds and disease so mm. it's pretty, pretty important, important. <laughs> yeah can't skip that step no you don't want to yeah mm-hmm. but that's why i would reiterate like if you're not comfortable with finding that perfect balance yeah. find a source that that yeah, does that and can you know like mm-hmm. that's why our service is great is because I know nothing about how to, to like fully do that process. And yeah. we certainly don't have the space at this point in time in our lives to no. be composting like that. So not. it's awesome that we can, you know, just outsource that to somebody else locally. Totally. Um, and also to get that compost back, it should mm-hmm. we want it. So those yeah. are definitely great resources out there. We were really fortunate in Chicago to have someone that was willing to take ours, uh, mm-hmm. Prairie's Edge Garden was taking our compost, but they also operate out of Infinitus Juice. So I know that that's a place that also composts. So maybe think about other organizations that might compost, like juice shops or things yeah, like that. Yeah, places that, have, that you may already be going exactly, to. Exactly, you might frequent. I think like even some supermarkets like that are really green will have programs like that where you can bring in your compost too. So it's a matter of just finding something near you that will work for you Yeah, um, and making it happen. So. Yeah. Totally. Bacteria, those EMOs can also help you decompose your food too before the worms get to it. So that helps. (laughs) More things. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of like kind of no-nos with composting that also kind of like when I started in Seattle, I was like really paranoid about and scared about. Um, I think that is a, a big thing that people are afraid of though. It's like, I'm going to do it wrong. Yeah, you know? totally. I, I mean, it's a little bit of trial and error in the beginning. But, mm-hmm. like, if you err on the side of caution, which is usually, like, the basics, like, food scraps, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, is it vegetable? Is it meat? Yeah. Is it, yeah. you know, man-made? Exactly. And, like, you, you really have to think <laughs> about where your compost is going. Because depending on the system, it's really designed for that. So, like, obviously, we're using a smaller company now. So, commercially compostable items, like a cup that says it's compostable... Probably not. won't break down in their system. Yeah, like even those plastic like bio bags, which are kind of an item that's been kind of greenwashed in some cases, they're really not the greenest item anyway. Yeah. Because they take so long to break down and it's in a commercially composting like situation. So I think that was one of the biggest misconceptions I had to composting is mm-hmm. that just because it says it's compostable doesn't mean that it's necessarily compostable to, to you know, yeah. wherever you're sending in your it. System. So. Yeah. That is a definitely a key aspect to, to learn in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think of the how big of the scale this actually is who's taking your compost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like if it is just like a smaller garden or, or company, they're probably not going to be able to handle some of those like items that are going to take a really long time to break down. Yeah. So. But I guess that bones, they do break down over time. That was something that we were like, how does this happen? <laughs> and you were saying the thing about the bodies. And I was like, okay, I guess it's, <laughs> it's easier possible. than you think. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess for larger livestock bones, like that's, it could be as little as 60 days for some of them, but it's like probably going to be months. It's going to take several months for like bigger bones, but like yeah. smaller carcasses, like 60 days, maybe a couple months. Yeah. Which is pretty quick. Yeah. It's pretty fast. Uh, obviously not only like with the meat situation, with pests that could be attracted to the compost pile, you're also kind of have to worry about like pathogens or bacteria like E. coli can live for up to two years. So, long. so yeah, there's just things like that where you're just like, mm, maybe not. Maybe I don't want that in my compost pile. <laughs> um, but typically anything that can that comes from the ground can be composted at home. So just like avoiding animal products is usually kind of the way that we go about it. We obviously don't have a ton yeah. Of animal products to worry about since I, I don't personally eat meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I usually don't bring it home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you usually eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to for you. But luckily those hot compost piles, which I, this is pretty crazy, but they can get up to 170 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty wow, nuts. Yeah, that is pretty nuts. So that's why like these things are able to like break down faster or she like, hot. yeah, she's hot. It's a scorch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it's also really cool that you can use some of the gases let off by some of these things to like power or heat your home or even the, the heat as like a... a byproduct a resource. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's pretty crazy yeah byproducts yeah which like i don't know how you harness that exactly <laughs> but i'm interested Again. yeah you can heat your water your home <laughs> yeah i was looking at this weird food hierarchy upside down pyramid that the epa came out with which i thought was kind of interesting because composting is actually like pretty far down it's very far down it's listed as like the fifth one and it's right above the landfill which when you think about it, like really composting should be probably closer towards the top. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to say though. Cause like those, the first three are so key because they are some of our biggest problems yeah. in the country. Yeah. The first one is obviously source reduction. So you want to reduce the volume of surplus food generated, which yeah, makes like sense. we're just straight up making too much. Yeah, we are, which is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And then in turn we're having waste. So and then the second thing would be to feed hungry people, which, yeah. again, makes perfect sense. So donating extra food to food banks, soup kitchens, shelters. Such great. an oxymoron to have such surplus, but in the same have breath, hungry have people? hungry people. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, we're not even taking care of our own. That says everything about America in one breath. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's <laughs> concerning. And then the next one they have is to feed animals. So divert food scraps to animal food, which I find a little bit interesting. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought the composting would be above that one. Me too. I thought it'd be like source reduction, feed hungry people, yeah, compost. Because you can grow more food and better food with composting. So it's yeah. like you could get better food. But then it doesn't help because there's there's already too much yeah. source reduction. We need, we need less. So yeah. we don't even need that. I'm still not fully <laughs> sure on the industrial uses, but this one says providing waste oils for rendering and fuel conversion and food scraps for digestion to recover energy. Yeah, the, the latter part, I'm confused The phrasing by. and the wording of that, I'm like, what are you actually doing with these oils and yeah. and runoff materials to create industrial things? But that, yeah. I guess, was also they were talking about, like, creating energy, like, from methane gas and things yeah. like that. So I was like, okay. Because what movie is it or something where it literally he has, like, a car that's run on, like, food scraps and he, like, puts it in this, like, weird... Is that a thing? It's totally... It's in some <laughs> movie. I don't know if it's, like, real in know. any capacity, but... <laughs> Like, that's what I'm kind of envisioning is that you're, like, actually using the methane gases, like you're saying, yeah. as, a, as a type of fuel. That does um, And, I mean, I guess if you can be harnessing the heat, you know, for your home and for, you know, to actually use as, like, a temperature yeah. control, The fact why that they put you? composting and then landfill, though, to me, I'm like, okay, that seems wrong. Yeah. At least but. with can- composting, like, it goes back into the cycle yeah. <laughs> you know, like Definitely. if it goes to landfill, it just dies there. Well, I looked at another hierarchy um, for food waste reduction. <laughs> and this one was from, I can't remember what it was called already, but it's like something for self-reliance, mm-hmm. which already they're probably going to be. Yeah. More I think the EPA is just cynical and government owned and knows that. Oh, yeah. They're like, no, we, are, we don't really compost. <laughs> like 6% is getting composted. Yeah. We're not, we're trying, not trying to do that. That percentage won't help us. Yeah. But their pyramid is a lot more like sensical in my mind because you're doing source reduction. Great. You're Then you're doing, you're feeding the hungry. Awesome. Still the same. And then it's home composting. So comp- composting in backyards and in homes, avoid the collection costs. Like if you can do it at home and do your own system, that's the best way. And then obviously like they have like small scale decentralized things, medium scale, kind of like locally based. So you're not going to be like spreading this stuff as wide and far. And then, obviously, mechanical, biological, like, bigger treatment things. And then last resource is obviously going to be the landfill. And we're trying to avoid, obviously, sending it to the incinerator and, and wasting those resources there. But Yeah. There's just so many steps before that that it could yeah. go through that it doesn't. That it, yeah. And that's the, the tragic part to it. Yeah. I think, I think it is, too. It's, it's, it's something that I hope we can change in our lifetime, and I'm, I'm very committed to trying to do something about it, even if it's just talking about it and telling more people about it, just so they're aware, too. Yeah, 100%. Simple and plain. Yeah, so, I don't think that I would have, honestly, like, 
known about composting or considered it in my own life had you not been so adamant about it a in seattle and like b once we moved here and stuff and and even in chicago Mm -hmm. um because i just i don't know i'd never seemed like a a viable thing in my life until i saw that there were so many companies doing it so many you know the resources are out there yeah like you have to find them and it sometimes isn't easy and it sometimes isn't cheap which is really unfortunate yeah and it should be a a service that's provided by our government and something that we are more focused on as a country but we're not there quite yet but yeah but right for now it's a worthy investment of my money and my time in yeah. my opinion so yeah I, I i dream for the future and i hope that there yeah. still is one so same damn right i'm gonna fucking do same. everything in my power Heck yeah i mean this is the first year that we've had a garden plot too and like after also seeing like the possibilities of what we can grow i think it's also even more imperative to to be composting and have that potentially um be an option for Mm -hmm. for a grower as a farmer as someone who wants to like even have healthy plants like if you're a plant lover you should probably know about composting and be interested in that just because that's what plants need yeah (laughs) healthy soil so simple and plain But I did want to share the resource that we did find in St. Louis. So if any other St. Louis people out there are looking for a composting company, we found New Earth Farm. They do service the, like, metro St. Louis area. Um, It is a husband and wife team, I believe. Their names are John and Stacy. They've also partnered with a coffee company called Coffee Stamp. So you can also get a coffee subscription through them and they'll leave like your coffee with your compost bin when they change it out, which is kind of cool. Definitely fun. Um, Yeah, I love that. Those coffee lovers out there. Yeah. So they advise that you can compost anything on the food pyramid, all plants, grains, meats, dairy, nuts, sweets, oils, and fats. They also say meal scraps, food prep scraps, some cardboard, pizza boxes, paper towels, household plants, flowers, yard clippings, coffee grounds, tea bags with the staples removed, eggshells, and bones are all yeses. Their no's are bathroom trash or pet waste, glossy paper, cardboard, items with plastic coating. Obviously, some paper plates are included in that. Food that is molded completely through produce stickers, twist ties, rubber bands, liquid-based foods, so soups, things like that, are all no's. So it's super simple to set up a subscription with them. They also enlightened me to a completely new process, which I did not know existed, which is bokashi. So essentially, you're pickling your compostables. So you put your food scraps in the bucket, you sprinkle a little of these bokashi flakes on there. I hope I'm saying that right, and everyone looks at that. I think it's right. I just assumed. Sounds right. And then you just cover the bucket. So it's pretty simple. But bokashi is a Japanese fermentation process that uses uh, bacteria that loves sugar. It breaks down the sugars into lactic acid. And then this begins the composting process and helps eliminate odors also, which is great. Mm-hmm. And they're also usually wheat bran with molasses that's inoculated with a probiotic. Mm. And it says they're harmless to handle and do great work in the composting process for them. So I Probiotics, didn't that, baby. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that existed okay. really before them. And I, I think it's really cool that I'm like kind of still learning new things about this as well. Yeah, so. I think it's an ever-evolving process, which is exciting, you know, like, it literally is science and there's just so many new things that are, are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that... But it's also an ancient technique. Ancient practice and technique <laughs> that we have been doing since the dawn of time. So just yeah. get with it. Yeah. <laughs> get but wise. it's nice to know that people care at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and that there Definitely. are resources out there willing to help you on that journey. Absolutely. Um, they're like a pretty small company, it seems like, too. And when we signed up for our, our, our subscription... They call each person like personally and like talk to them about like their composting journey and like see if you have any questions, which I just thought was like super endearing and amazing and also kind of just made me want and hope to maybe maybe I could start my own composting thing in the future. Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's a really nice like personal touch to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And it makes it very human. It makes you, you know, recognize that like this is you know, just a couple that are interested in making the world a better place and trying to help yeah. you. And um, I think that that's really a special thing to to get to be a part of. So it was really sweet of them to do that. I liked that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel really good effort. about it. It's yeah. Nice. <laughs> so we're going 
cheers. Hell yeah. Yeah. What are we cheers into today? We are going to cheers to the cycle of life. Yes, baby. Mm-hmm. It's a circle. It is not linear, people. We're trying to reduce waste and save the planet. We're also trying to amend the soil and, and hopefully have higher yields in our gardens and also save money doing it. And we're also hoping to pass some legislation in 2021 to change the waste infrastructure system. Fuck yeah. So, or if you just want to feel less guilty about throwing away those strawberries in the back of your fridge that you let get moldy, <laughs> there you go. That'll turn to black gold, baby. Compost. Black gold. <laughs> 